Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Brownstown USA. You are joined here by your host, L.A. Broadus, and I am joined always by my co-host, my wonderful man, at Eric U. Man, Eric, look, uh, we're we're here on a victory, a victory Friday. It sounds weird to even say a victory Friday uh, because, you know, we haven't played too many uh, games, you know, on Thursdays. So uh, it's something to get used to. But look, it was a tough, it was a rough, it was a grinded out type game, but we are here on Victory Friday. Uh, what's your initial reaction from this game? My initial reaction, if we're going to be honest, this was kind of what we said during uh, the pregame one. It wasn't a win that was going to be pretty. It wasn't a win that was going to be... It wasn't, it, it wasn't a pretty win. It was a grind out game. It was one that you were excited for some moments, and then other times you were having the bucket right next to you and just throwing up at times. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. It was a, it was a, it was just a weird day in general because you know, like yesterday, the weather was not all that great. This way, uh, we had tornado warnings and all kinds of stuff. It was raining, and and it was just a really weird day leading up to it. Uh, thankfully, it cleared up by the time the game came on. But it was just a it was just a weird day, you know, and it kind of set up for what we were able to see on the field. Um, but again, alas, we come out of Victory Friday feeling a lot better sitting at four and three, uh, you know, instead of three and four. So, I mean, that's what it that's what it really boils down to. Now, let's get into it, man. We're going to give out some game balls. Uh, who, who gets your first game ball? Honestly, the first one is probably the most obvious. It's Dearness Johnson at this point. I mean, literally, at the one thing everyone talked about was the story of Dearness Johnson about how he went from, well, I mean, how he went from being a guy that directly messaged somebody in the uh, AAF to having over 160 yards all purpose because I believe he had 146 rushing. And then he had another 22 receiving. That is what, I mean, if anything, if nothing else happens for the rest of his career, he's going to have that. So he gets my first game ball. No, that's a, that's definitely a good pick. Uh, definitely an obvious one, of course, you know, because he was the star of last night. Amazing story. Really, really good story. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's wild because the rest of the country did not know his name, but now they do. You know, I had a couple of people hit me up saying, hey, you know, what would you guys want for him in a trade? Because we need a running back like that. Uh, and you guys got three of them, and it's not fair. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, and, and you know, I will bring up later, um, you know, some other people that I'm going to give a shout-out to. But, uh, but yeah, Dearness definitely showed up and showed out. Uh, let me go to the defensive side of the ball. I'll give a game ball to – is I'm going to give one to, uh, to John Johnson the third. And uh, and the reason being is because he's been taking a lot of heat for for weeks. Uh, you know, whether you want to say that he's been playing out of position or uh, just sucking it up. Uh, but he's been very average, especially for the fact that that was our number one free agent get this past season. Uh, but he's been playing average and everybody's been kind of in an uproar about it. So for him to get out there and be able to get that pick, uh, I know that felt like a big weight off of his shoulders. And, you know, overall. Uh, you know, just just, you know, being decent, you know, two tackles on the day, uh, you know, an assist, a pass deflection and an interception. So not not a bad day at all for John Johnson as third. So uh, 
JJ three, you get you get my game ball, sir. And to just add upon to that, I think I'll, I think a lot of fans also do re and don't realize it, but usually when you do hear and it doesn't mean that he's been bad. He hasn't been great, but usually if you hear your your defensive backs on the broadcast, usually that's you. How do I put it? Usually that means that they're not doing well. And you know what? We didn't hear it for the first part of the season. I think we've only heard it a couple times. But you know what? Tonight was definitely his breakout game as a member of the Brown, at least of the Browns. Gotcha. So the first game balls we gave out, you gave one to Dearness Johnson on the offense. I gave one to JJ3 on the defense. Now, coming back to you for one more game ball, since you went offense first, now you're time to go to defense. Defense, you know what? I'm going to say it, and this is one of those that it's very obvious still, but I think we both know who it is. Miles. I mean, literally, the guy had a sack and a half, but that's not even the story with it. The story is... This guy was getting either triple-teamed or held every time. And, of course, the refs, nope, nothing wrong here. We don't see anything. Hey, here's my blind stick. But, you know, he he just looked fantastic again. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And there is really a video uh, floating around on Twitter right now where it, it, it clearly just blatantly shows that he is just getting held the entire time, getting mauled. And you know, I gotta give it up to Miles, man, for just being able to be composed because a lot of players out there would have been yelling and screaming and stuff like that. Like, dude, do you not see this? But I mean, he he he's able to keep his cool every time because this happens every single game to him. So uh definitely wanna, you know, definitely Miles, you you deserve that game ball. Now, uh for me, I went defense first, so let me go over to the offense and I wanna give it to Jarvis Landry. And the reason why I want to give it to Jarvis Landry is not because he had a huge game. I mean, he had five receptions, 37 yards. He was targeted eight times. It wasn't that he was he had a, 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 a huge game, but you could tell how much he was missed by that team. This dude has the it factor. He has the energy. He It's just when whenever he catched the ball, caught the ball, you just hear juice. You know what I'm saying? Like he just has that that gravitas, as they say. Uh, you know, that 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 just it's just infectious. It, like he said, it's contagious, you know, and it, it just gave such a huge boost to the team last night. And I really think that uh, a lot of people took him for granted, you know, being out, you know, they were just like, hey, well, we'll just throw in this guy or throw in that guy. And, yeah, you might be able to get a, a certain skill set from other players, but he brings something that that's more than just football to this team. And so. I got to give a game ball to him just for being able to come back and then being able to have an impact on the game emotionally the way that he had. Absolutely. I mean, the fact is it almost, I mean, he did come out, I believe at one point during the game, which yeah. it seemed like uh, after a while, that meme that was floating around of come on, get up was starting to uh, hit. And when he got back up, I think that's when everyone breathed a sigh of relief, even though he did go, out for a little while. I mean, the fact is, as much as we can sit here and say that Baker's, the, and if we sit here and say that Baker's the heart of this team, then Jarvis is the soul of this team. No offense to Chubb, no offense to Baker. Jarvis is where all of this basically has started since John Dorsey's original rebuild. He was that first player, and you know what? At the end of the day, 
if you don't have Jarvis right now, like you could lose realistically, you could lose Beckham, you could lose Najoku, you could lose um, Harrison Bryant, Mac Wilson, you could lose all of them. Jar and you lose Jarvis. This team's gonna be basically a zombie at this point. Yeah, no, nah, it, it's gonna be tough when it when it when it boils down to it. Uh... But at the same time, I think he loves his city and stuff like that. And I mean, I know this conversation will come up soon, uh, especially in the off season. Uh, so we'll we'll get more into it then when it comes down to it. But uh, but I think I, I don't think he wants to you know wants to leave or anything like that anyway. So you know it's it's going to be an interesting off season for sure. Now um, breaking down to the to the main topic here, man, because we seen Case Keenum man come from uh, we seen Case Keenum come into the game for him. Uh, performed decently. I mean, you could still see the reason why he was the backup quarterback at times. And then you could also see some times where it's like, okay, it's good to actually have a healthy quarterback out there because we were able to see some of them, you know, them, them bootlegs and different things like that, that some of the things that Baker couldn't do because of his shoulder, uh, the rollouts and different things like that, hitting people accurately on the rollouts and stuff. But the biggest thing that came out, man, the news, well, actually, no, small headline, sorry, put a pin in that. Small headline first that I wanted to get your um your opinion on. Donovan Peoples Jones injures his growing in pregame warmups and ends up not playing the game. How surprised were you when you heard that? I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I missed the first maybe two minutes of the game just because I and my girlfriend was on a uh, Zoom call for her job, so. I didn't want to interrupt, obviously. As soon as it was over, put the game on the iPad, started watching it. And I was actually looking like, where is he? And just go on, hopped on Facebook really quick. Oh, I was more shocked not seeing him out there. But, you know, everybody goes through injuries. This is just the way of the game, especially in football where... You can get basically have it happen at any time. I mean, remember we're only four years removed from having to I mean, having to take Deshaun Kaiser out because literally an hour before the game he was having migraines. Unfortunately, injuries and in pregames do happen. I hope he feels better. And you know what? We actually could use about use somebody like him because I love Schwartz. He's not quite there yet though. Yeah, Swartz is definitely still young. We could we could definitely see that uh, right away, um, and we knew that was going to be a development project. We we you know we thought that you know, of course you know some gadget plays here and there, but nah, he definitely needs more time. And I'm 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 I, w- I was really shocked about the DPJ news because I really thought this was a game that he would have shined in. Like I really do. I really feel like this is a game he would have shined in. Uh, so I was I was mad that he was not out there. So hopefully. It's nothing too serious, and he can come back. Uh, now, get, getting to the, the meat and potatoes, the main topic here that I want to talk to you about is the Baker news, right? So, again, we've seen Keenum come in. We've seen him hold it hold it down for a little bit. Again, Keenum showed us reasons why he is the backup quarterback and reasons why, uh, like I was saying earlier, you know why it's good to have somebody healthy out there. So, this is going to spawn into, you know, several questions here, but we've seen the Baker news come out. Baker is more hurt than even what we initially thought. Uh, so not only with the tour labrum, 
I can't remember the bone, but there's also another bone broke as well. I can't remember the actual I name of it. Humorous, I thought it was. Yeah, the humorous. That's right. Uh, that's actually broke. And so I was listening to something earlier, and it basically said that with that bone being broke, if he keeps getting hit on that, or if he takes another hit on that, all it's gonna do is continue to to uh, to you know to potentially cause more permanent damage on that shoulder. Uh, like normally if the, if that bone is broke, what's, what's recommended is that you go ahead and get the surgery and, you know, and let it sit up there and heal. Uh, I don't know if Baker's going to listen to this or not, but that's, that's even more news that we did not know about. And it's more concerning, especially remember how I brought up in the pregame about his future. That's what I was concerned about. But now that I'm seeing this, I'm like, man, this is really, really something serious. And something that, in my opinion, look, Baker, sit it down, man. If you post it, if you're going to be the franchise, you want to be the future, I understand. Everybody knows you're tough. Nobody's going to look at you and say you're a punk for, you know, getting the surgery. Go ahead and just shut it down, man. And this season will be what it is. Uh, but we, 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 we got to look toward We got to keep you fresh for the future. Like, because what I was listening to, for something like that to heal, that's about a six to eight month recovery. Like, so that's not no little numbers there. So I'm saying sit it down now. So then by the time everything starts to roll around next season, you can be able to participate in the offseason stuff. But if you wait until the end of the season to get the surgery, this is this is going to be you're going to be cutting in the training camp and all of that. And that that's not I, I'm not I don't want to do that. Right. I got to agree here. I mean. I love Baker. I think, you know, he's he's shown us time and time again that he has the potential to be the guy. He's not quite the guy right now. He's got a good chance to be the guy, though. The problem is, and I think, you know, this is something that people haven't really looked at. Like, everyone talks about that one game-winning drive that he did not complete in Kansas City. And then it quickly jumps to the whole... Kansas City to what happened with, against the Cardinals, what happened against the Chargers. If you watch from week two on, though, you could tell something was wrong, though. Like, he was missing passes that he usually uh, hits in, with ease and with stride. But in all honesty, if it's this bad and going by what you've heard, because realistically... That is a big, that's going to be a big concern. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, this just means we have to replace uh, Baker with Keenum for the, and for, the, and for the next two years. However, if it means that Keenum needs to play more this year, I think, you know, as much as we're the favorites, as much, not the favorites, but like one of the uh, favorites in the league, as much as we have all this hype, it's better to shut it down when you still have one year left on his deal and then just try to salvage something with it. I would rather have, if the, if this team thinks Baker is the future of this uh, organization, I would rather have him healthy than to go out there and just absolutely kill himself. I'm not looking for trying to draft Matt Corral next year or Malik Willis. Or the kid from Pittsburgh. I want to make sure that we can have our quarterback locked down for next year. 
without drafting somebody and just going forward. And considering that Baker's got the one year left, I'd rather have him healthy for that. So as much as it sucks, especially given that, you know, Keenum can be that mixed bag like what we saw last night at times, I would ra- I would much rather have healthy him than unhealthy Baker right now. Understood, man. Great points, great points. So moving on to the next segment, uh, I wanted to bring up something, man, that, you know, I, I just thought it was it was, it was was a pretty little neat idea. You know, hopefully it catches on. If not, we won't do it again. But, uh, you know, I'm calling this cool and uncomfortable, man. So basically explaining to the listeners is basically we will pick something out of this game uh, that, you know, made us feel cool, you know, made us feel all right. And then, uh, and then also we'll pick something that made us feel uncomfortable about this game and uh, give our explanations on that. So, breaking it down here, uh, Eric, what's something, man, from this game that made you feel cool? Honestly, something that did make it, that kind of made me feel cool, and this is something that I would like to see more of in games as we go on. I'd like to see the fullback get used a little more. I mean, I know that's such a niche thing. It's such a tired trope of oh we have the fullback but for whatever reason seeing Johnny Stanton out there last night was actually really cool like to see him used as like that fullback tight end hybrid that we had I mean we've used something like that in the past but it was just unique to see it last night yeah, I gotta say it was it was actually really cool and I think I heard a story where when Stanton scored that touchdown uh, somebody had video or something like that showing his wife crying, you know, like they were like so happy that he had scored that touchdown. And he was really, uh, he was really a big, uh, a big help when it came to the running game as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so, so yeah, like, uh, you know, this is the type of offense that does call for it. I remember the announcer saying that, you know, we're one of the few like NFL teams that actually still carry a, a true fullback. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was pretty cool, and I have no problems with Stanton, man. Stanton can do it all. I mean, the guy, uh, you know, he can run, he can catch, he can uh, he can also even throw the ball if you need him to. So, uh, you know, he was a QB uh, before. So, I mean, I definitely am, am happy for Stanton. So, that that's actually, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, as far as what I'm, I'm picking, as far as what I'm cool about is our position coaches, man. Uh, running backs coach uh, Stump Mitchell is so cool, and uh, and also Bill Callahan, man, so cool. And what people don't realize is that we it's 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 such a luxury to be able to have two men like that on your staff because everybody's written and raving about what Dearness Johnson did, yeah. But you got to also look at what Stump Mitchell did with them, and then you also got to look at what Bill Callahan did with the line to be able to open up those holes for him. Like, it all connects. It's all like a big, giant, uh, you know, puzzle or whatever, puzzle pieces that connect to each other to make the bigger picture. So I, I, I'm very, you know, satisfied with our, our coaching staff, position coaches, and, and, and what they're doing and what they're showing. Um, I think I even heard Erin uh, Andrews, uh, who was doing a broadcast last night, she said she had talked to Stump Mitchell, and Stump Mitchell had told her, that he was so excited for uh, last night's game because he actually gets to coach. He said, like, with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they kind of are already, you know, established, and they know what they're going to do kind of thing. But he said, he said tonight I feel like I get to coach because, of course, he was dealing with Dearness Johnson. 
uh, Demetri Felton, and then also Robert Kelly that came up from the practice squad. So it was a little bit more of a challenge. He said he was so, so excited to be able to be challenged that way. Uh, you know, you know, not finally, but just to be challenged, you know, uh, last night. So I thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely. And, you know, I think something that actually does get lost is that last year they had that new uh, NFL coaching rule, I believe it was. Um, I think you know which coach rule I mean uh, for uh, getting draft picks, if you uh, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and if I remember, I think Stump Mitchell was actually one of the coaches that was on that list. And crazy enough, I think he did get an interview with somebody. I mean... The thing is, Stump's been in the league a long time. I think, you know, he is a future head coach at this point. And you know what? Games like last night prove it. True. True. Now, uh, so let's flip it to the other side, man. Uh, what from last night made you feel uncomfortable? Oh, I know that there's going to be a lot of people in certain groups that are going to hate me for saying this. OBJ, I don't even know what to feel anymore. I mean, I'm getting really sick of seeing these dropped passes. I get it that, you know, it's the timing thing, but he had, I think it was six targets last night and had two receptions. And I think he had, like, two drops, I think. I'm sorry, but this is starting to remind and give me Greg Little, Braylon Edwards, um, Ricardo Lewis type vibes after a while. <laughs> I know those are, and those are not names you want to be compared to uh, in Cleveland for the most part. But wow. uh, you know, it's starting to just get really, really bad. Hey, I mean, look. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, I mean, who am I to tell you anything different? Uh, but at, at, actually, at the same time, I understand where you're coming from. And I got to I gotta agree with you. Uh, you know, I tweeted out, I think I'm going to say this morning, and I said, look, this is my point here, and I'm not trying to go at OBJ. But at the same time, I am going at OBJ. I'm tired of seeing all these highlight videos of him catching balls with one hand and stuff like that, especially – these videos when he's literally coming off of rehab, you know, because that's literally what it's been, uh, you know, for the last couple of years is, you know, he's coming back from rehab. So now we see all these highlight videos of him catching it with one hand. And uh, I was just honestly just getting tired of it. Like, I'm like, man, I don't want to don't send me no more OBJ highlight videos of one hand stuff until he can show up on the field and basically, uh, as they say, get her done. So. Uh, yeah, OBJ, yeah, you're making us feel a little uncomfortable. Now, as far as with my uh, uncomfortable moment in this game, my uncomfortable moment is Denzel Ward. So, Denzel Ward, we know that his contract extension is coming up, and we know that for the past few years, he has literally missed, I want to say he's averaging at least four games a season that he doesn't play. So, we know he's going to be injured. He has definitely done that already this season, been injured, and then went out again with another injury. So it's 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 starting to become a head-scratcher as far as that we've seen flashes of Denzel Ward be good, like be a complete lockdown corner, and we thought we were straight there. 
And we thought, okay, all we need to do is go ahead and handle the other side, which it seems like the other side is being handled. Greedy is doing a phenomenal job. And then also, you know, Greg Newsom is doing a phenomenal job. But now it begs the question, are we saying now that Greg might take over for Denzel? And then we have Denzel, uh, Greg and, and Greedy? Or, like, what's going on here? Because, like I said, there's going to have to be some decisions made when it comes to Denzel uh, Denzel Ward's uh, contract. And so that is making me feel extremely uncomfortable, not only because I'm a Browns fan, but because I'm also an Ohio State Buckeye as well. So what do you think, Eric? To answer your question, uh, honestly, it is starting to get a little uncomfortable because, you know, this was the guy that, if you remember at the beginning of the year, Everybody was saying, we need to resign him immediately. We need to bring him back. He's the key to this defense. Yeah. No. He's kind of just... How, what's the... Not necessarily the nice way of putting it, but the... Uh, what do you call it? The more practical way of putting it. He's kind of just really fallen off at this point. Look, I liked Denzel Ward pick back in the day. Right now, it's starting to look like the guy's not a bust, but he's not playing to the uh, level that everybody, I mean, that he really needs to be playing to. I mean, it sucks, but you know what? He's got to pick it back up because Greedy, like you said, is starting to look a little bit better, and I'm just going to say it. Newsom's going to get better. He's already looking pretty damn good. He's going to get better, though. And it's going to be very quick before he gets lost in the shuffle, especially as, guess what the uh, focus of next draft, guess what one of the biggest highlights of next draft is going to be? A lot of defensive talent, including deep and cornerbacks. So he's got to step it up or else you could start to see the rumors that we did from Marshawn Lattimore last year. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, again, another it's going to be an interesting offseason for sure. Uh, and I I mean, again, like I said, let's just enjoy this season. And then once the offseason come, we can get into all of that. So um, but look, man, uh, that is what it is, man. You know, your Browns are winners, 17 uh, to 14. I think uh, if I remember correctly, I picked 23, 17 good guys. I think your score is a little bit higher, right? I think I had 23 to uh, – no, I had 24-20. So you actually hit it right on the head, uh, just about. Just about. Just a little bit. But we both knew it was going to be ugly. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, also, you know, honorable mention, uh, you know, shout out to Case Keenum for coming in and handling his own. Um, you know, before we kind of take a, a sneak look ahead uh, mm -hmm. in the schedule – Eric, what was your what was your thoughts ultimately about seeing what Case Keenum did last night? Last night, and I think you summed it up best when we were just getting ready to talk about the whole Baker situation. You could see why Case is the backup here. It's not it's not a condemnation of him because realistically, if you can get that out of your backup, it's almost like what the uh, Saints had in Luke McCown for all those years, or Tom Brady with. Garoppolo and Brissett at times. That's what you want from your backup. Now, I think, you know, the biggest takeaway I do have, and this one is actually my fault, 
is that our fans have to realize this is going this is only temporary for Keenum right now. You don't need to uh, start bringing up about how well this is what happens when you pay seventeen as opposed to forty. No, that those things ha- those two are not correlated at all at this point. Like the fact is, our fans need to ultimately take a look and realize. Baker more than likely has a higher ceiling and a chance at a better future than Keenum. Keenum is going to help us right now, and depending on what Mayfield's decision is with his uh, went for surgery, I think that's what's going to be the bigger thing. Keenum's recognized it. He's talked about it. What we saw last night, he was he showed that he can help you win. He's good enough to win, but... I wouldn't quite say that he's the type of guy that everybody should be knocking down the Browns and the doors to Berea and saying, we need to start him immediately. We need to start him for the rest of the year. Dump Baker. I think fans need to really just stop that overreaction. That's that's the big takeaway, just because you know how Facebook gets. Gotcha. Well, I mean, we couldn't have wrapped it up any better than that. Uh so, yeah, again, your Browns are winners, 17-14 against the Denver Broncos. Uh, we look ahead to next week where we are facing a uh, Pittsburgh Steelers team that is actually on a bye this week. Uh, so it should be very, very interesting. That'll be a 1 o'clock kickoff. Halloween, guys, uh, at First Energy Stadium. So I know it's going to be packed at the stadium. Um, I know you guys are going to show up and show out. So we can't wait to get into it. We will have a pregame show for you guys uh, sometime, uh, I want to say midweek, probably next week, uh, we'll have something uh, up for you guys previewing the Steelers. So, um, just want to thank you guys for listening to Brownstown USA, uh, and make sure that you, uh, follow, follow the show, uh, make sure you hit subscribe everywhere that you can find it. We should be soon up on, uh, I, on, on Apple on podcast. Uh, we're on Spotify. We should be on Google Podcasts soon as well, if not already. So make sure you follow us and uh, and stay tuned because, like I said, we are here and we are definitely going in. So um, on behalf of myself at L.A., uh, you can find me on Twitter at L.A. underscore Broadus. Uh, you can find my co-host, Eric Yu, at uh, Stashball on Twitter and on Instagram at I underscore M underscore Stashball. Gosh, I need you to change that. I need to work on it. <laughs> All I have to say is those damn kids. <laughs> and follow uh, the show itself um, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We have a very, very nice Facebook page. And we also keep you up to date with all your Cleveland Browns news, and there's going to be a lot of news coming out, especially with these injuries. So make sure you follow us at Brownstown USA. So, again, you guys, thank you. Subscribe to the show. Make sure you leave us a review. We definitely give you shots outs on this show. Uh, you know, after you lead a review, good, bad, or ugly, it doesn't matter. We, you know, we just want to know how we're doing. So, again, thank you so much. And as always, as we leave the show out, go Browns. Go Browns, baby. Woo-hoo. <laughs>